edition of Soul And I'm going to tell you why I'm laughing. I really am. Hi, I'm Janet. I'm Nikia. So, okay, wait, wait, let me get it straight. You know, normally there is four of us, correct? But today, what happened? You only see two of us. So let me tell you about our amazing morning that has led up to this afternoon. So, you know, we plan our show weeks in advance. So our first mishap was the guest that was scheduled today seemed to have some type of calendar mishap. And so she forgot or whatever. So anyway, she is not here. Normally, it's four of us, like I said earlier. And, you know, LW's away on project. And the other Toya is here with us. Well... Just a few minutes ago, her modem goes out. So her modem goes out. So we don't have our normal banners and things to pr produce for you all today. And so we start the show because you know what? We're not going to stop. We're still going to provide you a show because you're looking for us and we're looking for you. So we start the show and we were talking about, about, mm, a good five minutes before we realized we weren't live. <laughs> so then we go live and we weren't ready. <laughs> that is why I am laughing today. Ain't this a Tuesday? This is a Tuesday for you. <laughs> it's a Tuesday. <laughs> ah, Nakia, is there something in that cup? Because yes, I know. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. <laughs> See, after the day that we've had, Nikia. There is something in the cup. Nikia, I'm going to wait until exactly the moment we finish, and I will be finding me something in the cup. Yes. I even have my daughter is waiting for me to urgently call her back. Everything seems to happen, but nonetheless, we are here to provide you another great edition of Sociable. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit of what I've been working on. So one of the things that I have been working on is I am now into the live streaming. I've been doing some co-producing with Toya, um, learning how to do. And actually today we worked on preparation in regards to the inquiry letter, um, the calendar invite, the response letter for guests for an upcoming podcast show that we have starting in June. In addition, I also worked on my search anniversaries brochure, confirming those guests. And then I was preparing some meeting notes for my client who just returned back from LA and we will be meeting tomorrow. Nakia, what you've been working on today? I have been working on onboarding the client since last Friday. So I have been working on that. I've also been working on my mindset with the new client and also working on boundaries with the new client. So um, that has been a lot in addition to still working on KPIs for my full-time job. 
Okay, wait, wait. We said new client, boundaries, mindset, new client. Well, let's start talking about that today. Yes. What, what, what is the, the trepidation with this new client? What what is what you feel is going on? Um, at first I felt like intimidated. Because you know she has a master's degree and she is this social justice maven and and I I don't know much about that and I don't you know and I felt a little dumb. I'm not dumb, I'm far from dumb. But I felt yeah. a little dumb. Um but after I got over those feelings, I felt like how can I help her when she won't let me help her? Or, you okay. know, you know, taking on too much when okay. I know that I can handle it or not taking on enough, you know, trying to find the sweet spot between being helpful and being a detriment. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I can understand all of those feelings. I do know um, for me sometimes, um, one of the things is I always somehow or another why do i feel like the client is smarter than me <laughs> not that i'm judging our intellect because the client is intellectual in their field of area and i am intellectual in my field of area however somehow or another once when you start that um learning each other it seems like i always seem to feel like they are more intellectual than me now why does our mindset do that to us? That's that imposter syndrome. Wow. Our mindset is saying to us, you can't do this. And we have to constantly, uh, I don't want to say fight back, constantly reinforce our mindset to say, I can do this. I think a lot of the things that happen is because we're no longer working directly with someone under someone in the office, in their face and we have this barrier of separation, our mind is like, oh, you're gonna mess up. Oh, you're gonna flop. Oh, and so that is the thing that seems to, cause at least before when you were in corporate America, there was someone, you know, down the hall or an extension away, or and actually they're just that far away now cause you can send them a group message, a text message, an inbox on messenger. So you still have the same method of communication is just somewhere in your mind, it says that you can't do it. It's like, even for me, um, there's a potential client on the line. And when she sent me her um, proposal of the task that she needs help with, one of the things that my mind instantly says, you can't do all of this. You can't handle all of this. You can't do all of this. And I was like, uh-oh, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't apply, but then eventually my mind was like, well, go through it. See, is it reasonable enough? And in some aspect of the all the things that she wants, it really is a two-party people. It, it truly is. However, I have to explain that to her and have conversation. I've already defeated myself by telling myself I can't do it when I can do it. So yeah, mindset plays a very tricky part and when you start with the client and even when you're working with the client. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why I felt intimidated or felt like she was smarter than me because I know that I'm smart. Um, but, you know, I'm not smart in her area of expertise. Hello, Sonya Williams. And so I think that's what what really is the kicker for me 
um, this is an area of expertise that I'm not well-versed in. And I try to be well-versed in a lot of different things. And so that part of it kind of um, deflected me and, and threw me for a loop. And so um, it's just making me a little nervous because I know I can do the work, but I, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like I have some issues. <laughs> well, so I'm working on those. But do you also think in retrospect, because she is um, her eliteness, do you think that she also has some um, barriers of how wanting to work? I mean, maybe she has some trust issues or some um, issues in releasing her personal information or whatever documents or things that you're all working on. Maybe it's yeah. her too as well. It's just not one-sided. I think sometimes we think it's all us, but mm -hmm. as the clients themselves, they have, they, not issues, but they have concerns as well. Right. Yeah, and, getting to know a person is is hard these days, um, especially when you're working virtually um, because you can come off cold I know me personally, I have to pay attention when I'm in meetings that I'm not all business because I will be stone-faced. And she'll be laughing and I'll be stone-faced taking notes, doing what I'm doing, and not giving that that reaction or that um interaction that most people need to reinforce that I'm paying attention, to reinforce that, oh yeah, I'm I'm laughing about the same thing you're laughing about, even though I'm not laughing. And see, that's the fun. You're stone face, and I'm jovial because right. I just like being happy. So, you know, I mean, it's so, not to say that I'm not happy. It's just that right. I don't laugh at everything. But, you know, in a meeting, I can, you know, switch something as simple as someone say that it's their birthday and make that about, so what did you get? What did you like your gifts? You know, something of that sort. But I guess I use that in the intro to break the barrier or to, so if she was having a come and she chuckled, I'd probably chuckle right back. That's not to say that I'm not doing my work or taking the notes, but I guess because of my chuckling, it may seem like, oh, she's lackadaisy. She's not really paying attention. But even though if you ask me two seconds later, what did I just say? I said, you said that you wanted the cow to go to the moon and I can repeat it word for word. But it's just who we are as people. So. I think, too, it comes from my grooming. When I first got my first corporate job, I worked for three vice presidents. And my job was was very high level because they were vice presidents. So my boss told me, you're here to work for me. You're not here to make friends with everybody else. So Ooh. I learned early on that I can say hi and bye to you, but my job is to do this. So okay. I, I I think that's like ingrained in me when I'm working, I'm working. When okay. it's when it's not work, then I can be social and do whatever, whatever, whatever. But when I'm working, I am working. And so I have to maybe lighten that up a little so that I'm I don't come off as um disgenuine. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know what? This one thing I will say is every time we got we get a new client it allows us to learn a little bit about ourselves and how this working capacity is going to be. You know, many of us have been entrepreneurs, uh, you know, and we have had one or two clients, but never in this facet of where we are everyday client because we're shut in, sort of say, 
because of this COVID-19. So I think we're all learning, but we just have to remember the um, guest we had a week ago, how she said to breathe and do exercises to help. We probably really need to incorporate those things so that our minds won't get the best of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I understand. And I'm sorry that you're feeling that way, but that's okay because it's growing pains. Yeah, and that's what I, mean, I was going to say. I think too, it has something to do with the price point that this client is. It's my first over a thousand dollar client, and so oh, no. um, that gave me trepidation because I don't want to mess up. These are the type of clients that I want to attract, and I need to make sure that I do a good job so that you know, law of attraction brings more clients like her to to me. And right, right. So, you know, it's all of that in my head saying, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't mess up. You know, she's smarter than you. She's smarter than you. She's smarter than you. So my head is just playing tricks on me. But as Haley says, tell your brain to go on about his business because this is right. not what we're going to listen to. And, you know, funny enough, you think about it. I mean, look how divine is your lineup right now. You had Haley to pre, uh, how would you say? Pre, pre-prepare you for this journey that you're in right. so that you're able to tell yourself a few of the things so that you can get through it. So look how all of that worked out. That, that was sort of like divine intervention for you because you are going to succeed, but you may, you may have a little mishap here or there, but you are going to succeed because yes. you've already prepared yourself for that. Haley says that if you don't mess up, then you haven't made it yet. And and I'm I'm scared of that. I'm scared of what the mess up's gonna be. I'm really scared of that. But that's what she says. But if you if if but you shouldn't be scared of the mess up because the mess up is what is needed to take you to the next plateau. That's true. You shouldn't true. be scared of the mess up because if you get an easy mess up, saying something as simple as um, I don't know, you didn't type a document. That's not nothing. But suppose you didn't correspond to a client that could cost money right now that so that might need to make you more effective in correspondence or i'm just using that as yeah. an analogy but yeah it, you need the big mess up sometimes that's the only way we learn things you know god kind of tests us with the small things but sometimes we don't get them it's when i bump our head that we're like oh yeah that was it yeah. that was it so um, I, well, I'm glad you're going through this and we're able to share this with others. Um, and that even might lead to a, a wait. We got a, a comment. China says, learn from your mistakes and move forward. Feel the fear. See? Told okay, you. China. Feel the fear, honey. Come on uh -oh. with me. Feel the fear. Oh, oh, are you putting China on front street? <laughs> Come on, China. Oh. Come with me. Come with me. China, you got some fear you dealing with? Hello, China. China, I'm talking to you. <laughs> and that kind of leads leads us into, um, we were discussing earlier today, burnout. Yeah. Because in the same retrospect, you could feel like you're not capable of doing the job. And then, you know, you get up like this morning. Some I got up this morning like, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. Which, look at me now. I've had a great day, but this morning I just felt, oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, we have to also take into account weather, mm -hmm. our weather, 
Yes. What we're putting in our bodies, our yes. nutrients, mm -hmm. how yeah. we're sleeping, mm -hmm. what are the things we tell it? All of that plays into how our day will be. Yeah. So we truly have to be cognizant of the things that we're thinking about and the things that we're doing in yeah. order for us to succeed. Because those thoughts can have negative, negative connotations or the rest of your day. You know, if, you, if you're if you're just thinking, oh, it's going to be a bad day, oh, it's going to be a bad day, then it's going to be a bad day. That so, is true. You know, your thoughts, your thoughts play a really big role in everything. So that's why I'm trying to make sure my mindset is different. You know, I am trying to think out the box so that I can get more clients, so that I can leave my full time job. That is the goal. That is, that is the, the goal. goal. Even um, LW said, we are human. We all mess up. We, I'm not human. I'm invincible. No, let me stop. See, see, see how I do that? Just that simple, just that simple. And China said, yes. China, we're going to have a chat. I see that already. And then there are different levels of burnout. Yes. yes, LW, you are correct. There are different levels of burnout. And you just have to be cognizant what level you are in. Yes. So. Well, with that being said, so let's talk a little bit about girl code. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for the tea. Go on and spill <laughs> it, Nikia. So there is this article today that the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Portia, has decided to become engaged to another Real Housewife husband. They're in the process of getting a divorce. They broke up last month. But between last month and this month, she got engaged to him. So my question is, does the girl code still exist? Because, I mean, when I was growing up, the girl code exists. I still live by the girl code. I mean, I almost left my husband because of the girl code. Because my, my sister liked him. So girl code is everything to me. Does girl code still exist? Well, I'm older than you. That's true. And I live by girl code. There is no, if if we're in, <coughs> excuse me, my apologies. If we're in an establishment together and you say, ooh, he's cute. If I thought he was cute, I might say, yeah, girl, mm -hmm. and then look away. And that's it. And I'm not even gonna, I'm not, <laughs> if I thought that I wanted to even go after it, I, that went. You said he's when he once you said it, then then it was no more happenings because the girl code says if your friend likes someone or if your friend or someone you know likes someone in any type of fashion, then he is off limits to you. So my question is, does she really know this lady, or because they are on similar? I think they're just on the same show. I don't know if they know each other. Okay, so but they don't... to me, that's still adjacent. I mean, you know, the six degrees of separation is still adjacent. So she's still wrong. Right, because I'm sure you either watch other episodes of Housewives or whatever. If she's a housewife, I'm sure she's just as popular as you. Well, I don't consider her popular, but anyway, um, neither none of them. But anyway, I'm sure she's just as popular. So you have read about whether they're going through a divorce, if they've had some marital issues. She's just been on Instagram as well as you have. So 
why would you even think that that was cool? You, it's just a month. Yeah, it's just a month. I mean, and and who, 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 who does that in a month? <laughs> in a month, they can't be friends, right? I mean, but it's just a month. They haven't but even 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 if I'm not friends, if I'm associated with that person, and I still wouldn't do it because the association that means that person is going to have to see me with that person. And that may make them feel some type of way. So I wouldn't do it even if it was just an associate. Look, I told you once you told me, hey, I, I, I started looking the other way. I don't even want nothing you touch. I don't want your sloppy seconds on nothing. I don't even eat off the same plate you have. <laughs> no, you have your, I have mine. I'm good, okay? No. I don't even think I, I well, I might have eaten off my mama's plate, but I don't even eat off my sister's plate. No, you have yours and I have mine. There has to have been a play, wait, there has to have been that play before the separation. Yeah, probably. Feeling the same. All right, China, I don't want no seconds. Uh-uh. I want to be able to say I ventured up the hill. I learned what I learned and that's it. I don't want to be, because then the other thing is, then you're sharing the information. So now suppose someone that, what's that child's name again? Portia. Yeah, Portia. Suppose she knows someone that knows the woman. And she go and say, uh, what's the man's name? I'm sorry. Simon. Yeah. Simon bought me a, a Lexus. Da, 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 da. How Portia, how, um, how the other lady going to feel that Simon ain't never buy her? Nah, man. <laughs> Mm -mm. I'm, I'm I mean, not he, he bought her a one million dollar ring, so I mean, he, he liked her somehow. He bought Portia a one yeah, million dollar. Yeah, he bought Portia a one million dollar ring, and he ain't even finished being married to the first chick. Do y'all know who Portia is? Never mind. I do. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not happy about that. No, no, I, I just wouldn't do it, and that goes in pleasure or business. Right. There is That's no true. way that you could have worked for a client or something that I'm privy of. Um, and That's then why we have it. NDAs. That's why we have them. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's, yeah, that's not right. Toya said, list, list and not, oh, lust and, China said lust and not love. You mm -hmm. right, you right. She's in Atlanta, Janet. And what that mean to me? I'm not a force <laughs> fan. I'm not actually, to be honest with you, I know I've worked in the entertainment industry. I don't believe in those shows. Mm -hmm. I, I don't truly watch don't believe it. I don't watch them. I yeah, know I people used them. to be like, how you work at entertainment? I don't watch them because to me, that's feeding garbage to my mind. Yeah. There, there's no way I'm a housewife, a real housewife. And I got time to be walking around, not cleaning, not doing nothing, not tending to my kids. That's not a real housewife. Now, show me a real Thank housewife you. who's running her business or taking care of her kids. And then sometimes she has time to leave her with her girlfriends. Yes, then that may be. But you should show me in the park playing with or teaching my kids to read or, or something that all we do all day is fight. Nah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. You're not getting my viewership. I'm sorry. Call me old school. Call me what you want. But no, I don't believe in those shows. Mm -mm. Yeah, I don't watch them either. I have outgrown that. 
Yeah, I, I'm a grown woman about my business. And then to me, and I know this might be wrong, it's like they create stories for themselves. Actually, mm -hmm. this could be a story that's it created. Could be. Yep. Let's move on to what's really important in America right yes. now. Yes. Do you see we don't have no gas? Right. I can't understand how they hacked the company and never, and, and, is the government going to pay them? Because, I mean, we need our gas. So, you want America to start going crazy. Because if we don't have gas, what happens? That means the cars don't run. The cars don't run. The trucks don't run. The supplies, the supplies don't come in. We don't have food. We start stealing. We start doing all kinds. So, this is what we're... we're... After we just got over the pandemic, now we're going to go into... Being cavemen because we got okay. Boy, America is you really great, America. America is you really gay. Is you really? Yeah, and I, <laughs> I'm sorry. Is you really great? Because I'm serious. I mean, over the last few years, we have truly seen what America is about with the weather, with the way that they've, that they've handled the global pandemic, the way they've handled racism, the way they've handled the economy. Is you really great, America? I have to question. I don't know. I don't know, but it's just, it's a very serious matter. And you know- It is very the, serious. For those of us who have working family members who, you know, travel or whatever, does that mean that you're going to be stuck and what kind of situation are people going to be fighting at the pump? I mean, remember when it was the pandemic, how many fights that happened for Over bread? the toilet paper. Yeah. You know. mm -mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. I know here in Richmond, Virginia, we are out of gas. Today? Are, today. There are several gas stations near my house and we're out of gas. There are signs on the pump that says, First, the sign said we only had this kind of gas, and then the sign says we're out of gas totally. They've been posting it on the news all day long. Gas is gone. Wow. I, I'm sorry. My mouth is just at a standstill. I mean, some people are filling up gas cans and selling the gas. So, I mean, people are still doing some, some crazy things because, I mean, you should just get what you need not try and make a dollar off of it. I'm going to fill up now. And 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 then how how safe is that if you're filling up multiple cans of gas and then I know because that means it's in your car. Yes, you inhaling those fumes or something accidentally happens and you know your car get oh oh Oh. I just can't understand it. I mean, in, the, in this day and age of cybersecurity, someone was literally able to take down the East Coast gas pipeline? Well, let's be honest. Re do we really have cybersecurity? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being honest as with, with people. Okay, they said the PP money that some people stole the PP money. They say that, because you, if we applied for it, you did your research and checked us. 
You still allow people to get through. Didn't you check their social security numbers? I mean, their EINs number, their bank account. Okay, and before that even, remember when people used to steal social security checks? When people used to um, have, remember at one time we had a lot of mistaken identity. Do, do we really have cyber identity? I once again, is America really great? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, that's not safe at all, but it's not hard for them to get hacked the way it happened. But oh. I mean, it was a ransomware. It was a ransomware request. So doesn't that mean they're not going to give us back our gas until they get paid? But America's so, going to so, pay them because so they mean, need Are gas. they going to pay them? I mean, you should have paid them before the weekend was up. <laughs> I mean, we run out of gas. <laughs> right, you should have paid. Because if you don't pay, you well, ours is called Georgia Power. If you don't pay Georgia Power, they come and turn you off. That's so, right. <laughs> why you didn't pay them before and them now? Uh, yes, America. Oh, exactly. Thank you, China. And here go Toya. Yes, America is great. I'm in it. You should be here. Ooh. Ooh, America's that great that your internet, never mind, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I went, I've gone back, I've gone back, I've gone back. <laughs> they pay, <laughs> exactly, they pay unemployment, says China. Mm. They are paying unemployment, and those people won't go back to work, and that's why we have shortages. I mean, the fast food places said they can't open up. There's restaurants that can't open up. They said the theater can't open back up because they they can't afford to pay more than the unemployment people is paying the people to stay at home. And and that's a whole nother. Once again, I go back to my question: Is America great? Because there's there's no way you can think. All right, so. We have, we've opened back up slightly. Well, here in Georgia, where there's no mayor, no governor, that's another story for another time. But, you know, we open. So in other places, you mean to tell me there's no, no incentive or no, maybe you scale back. So instead of you was getting 300, I'm, I'm just throwing a number, you get 150 because your industry has slowly opened up. We want you to get back on your feet slowly, but surely. So we're not going to take away the full amount that we were giving you, but we'll cut it in half. There are so many different ways that you could help people to get back out there into the employment work. And then you have to be mindful too. Look, we have been struggling off these pennies for this long. Find something. You got all this money because obviously America has money. They print it when they need it. You got all this money. Give us some incentive. Work on something. Tell the places that are going to reopen, okay, instead of you paying a waiter, waitress, $2 an hour, up that ante to $5 or $7, however you need to do it to get them back in there. There are ways that it can be done. Yeah, that's what they're doing here in um, Richmond. It was on the news the other day that um, the waiters and bartenders weren't going to make $2 anymore. They were going to take them to minimum wage, which is $9 here now, $9.25, so that they can entice them to come back to work. See, there's ways you can do it. If you reduce 
their unemployment and so that they are required but make sure that you know there's a stipulation i'm reducing your only i'm reducing your unemployment on the contingent that you start working for i don't know Sotafuls pizza and we will reduce your unemployment in increments until you are, are, are back fully established working 40 hours, whatever they were. Um, China says out here in Indiana, the hospital industry is giving sign-on bonus and making the unemployment benefits will go back to having to search for unemployment. Yeah, yeah, because at first they didn't have to search. Now here in Richmond, you have to um, apply for two jobs, prove that you applied for two jobs every week in order to get unemployment. Oh, I don't even know what it is in Georgia. I don't even know, but I'm presuming some type of statue yeah. like that. Well, you know, our governor. Mm. Um, I'm sure some type of statue like that. But there are ways. There are ways that they could they can propel back the economy. They can um, get us some gas. They can take care of all these issues that we are currently facing. But is it? Um... <laughs> Are we relying on the government to do too much? If the government's hand is like in everything, are we relying on them to do too much? They've been doing too much. But are we now giving them free reign to be in our business to do too much? Because we, I think we're just allowing them to do too much. <laughs> you gave them free reign when we first started buying these. I mean, I think once... Once we started using computers and technology, the government has had free reign, no matter where you are, no matter what you do. If you got a computer and you work for your job, your job was able to track where you were. Your job was able to track what you were doing. You the track your job was able to track if you was on other sites that you weren't supposed to be on. I hope my job ain't tracking me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> It was a time you couldn't look at my cell phone. But anyway, no, long story short. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But however, however, you know, but since we've allowed technology to come into our spaces and our minds, the government, I mean, you know, now we have the thing where you can put your fingerprint up. So now your fingerprint is there. I mean, there's nothing that the government isn't a part of by some means of our lives as well as our lives are part of their lives. You know, I know um, when you go to certain buildings here in Atlanta, all you have to do is press in the key code. So every time you press the button and you press in your code, not only is that your fingerprint, but that's that code associated to you. Mm -hmm. They know where you were at at 7.57 p.m. on a Sunday afternoon or wherever you was. We've allowed them to come into our space and we've we've allowed ourselves to be in their space that we are reliant and reluctant on them i just think that we are becoming too reliant and not relying as much on god as we should and not doing the things that we're supposed to be doing and that is going to cause problems you know now biden has this another three billion or three trillion dollar infrastructure plan okay you claim we couldn't pay the stimulus bill billion how are you going to pay this billion and who's going to pay it back billion? Uh, is that billion including the gas we need? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, you, you, 
I mean, you are so right. You are so right. Uh, but then once again, this talks about the effectiveness of us. And, I, and I'm really being serious. The effectiveness of us because for so long, what? We didn't vote. That's true. And for this so long, voting. right. For so long, we have put people in, we have allowed people to be put into the office that don't care about us, don't, weren't worried about our long-term benefit, wasn't worried about, you know, anything. I remember back when Carter was running for president. Yeah, Jimmy Carter. I used to hear my mother, them, I used to hear people talking about that if you don't get Carter in, Social Security is going to eventually run out. Now, how long ago was Carter in office? And so those were the things that I used to think about, Social Security. But then, you know, I was younger then, so I'm thinking like the most average American. Man, so when I retire, that means there's going to be no Social Security for me? So I was thinking, okay, I got to vote because I got to make sure. I have always been a person. Whether my candidate won or not, I made sure somehow or another that I could stand up and be like, well, I voted. You know, unfortunately, unfortunately, my candidate didn't win, but at least I tried to make my voice heard. Mm -hmm. No matter if Biden, okay, let's just be honest. Biden has come in now. For four years, Trump has made this world miserable. Obama was in for eight years. You can't ask Obama to fix things that was already, or he was in the process. And half of us, African-American people, really wasn't fighting for it. So there you go. And before him was, um, what a boy name? What a boy Bush. name? Bush. Bush. The, 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 the son young, Bush. the son Bush. <clears throat> Look how much he did. Then before him, well, he did eight years. Then before him was the daddy. Clinton. No, Clinton. No, yeah, before him was Clinton. And Clinton was, mm, I don't even know. I, I, I believe that the government stopped fighting for us. I believe Ronald Reagan tried. I truly believe, but after Reagan, it just went down and down and down. We had two Bushes administration, the old and the new. We had Clinton for eight years. I, I just, that's just my personal opinion. I don't know what everybody else's is, but we've, we've allowed this. Once again, we've allowed the government to come into our lives because we didn't fight for nothing. We didn't stand up for anything. It's all about getting the bag, as they say. That's why Portia's in girl code mode. Anyway. Because <laughs> Portia just want the bag. Well, of course, of course, of course, we're almost at the end of our segment today. And we thank you for being patient with us through all our technical difficulties. Normally, at this time of the show, we normally have a sponsor. However, I just think that we should more or less remind you once again that to join us, our V8 World Conference is just about two weeks away, um, maybe two, three weeks away. If you haven't already joined us or purchased a ticket, Please go and purchase a ticket at www.vaworldconference.com. Today, our show is sponsored by Kiss Virtual Services. 
the lovely Nikia, would you like to tell them the services that you offer? We'll kill her later. Yes, okay. we will kill her later. <laughs> I, I offer general administrative and project management tasks. And you can reach me at my website, which is kidsvirtualservices.com. <sighs> Good times. Good times. This is how you have to persevere over things because, you know, we will handle the lovely, the intelligent, the dynamic production person, Latoya Glenn, shortly as the show ends. Yes, we will. Well, thank you so very much. Um, thank you for laughing with us, hearing our concerns. Please join us next week, Tuesday. Please remember to like, subscribe, and share. And we'll see you next week, Tuesday, on a lovely edition of Sotiful. And prayerfully, we won't have no technical difficulties. See you soon. Wonderful. Nakia, I love you. Thank you. See you. <laughs> See you later.